Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Many of you might know that I went through a very difficult four-year period of affliction and health trouble. And right now, as we're speaking, I am almost 100% healed. Not quite, but I tell you, I am way further along than I was before. I was on the brink of death more than once, and I had a lot of different chronic illnesses. I'd get healed of one thing, and then something else would pop up, and then multiple chemical sensitivity. I'm telling you, I had such an acute case. I was allergic to everything, including my clothes, my house, my car. It was a horrible time. Lyme disease, very intense anxiety, just to name a few. The Lord has healed me, and I'm, I would say 85%. I'm almost there. I have so far, I'm way beyond where I was before, but I'm almost there to where I can fully be restored. But, you know, I've had to walk this out as opposed to one big supernatural blast. I would get those. I would get a prayer time or something would happen, but then it would come back on me in some way. I know people would tell me all kinds of things, you know, give me all kinds of healing remedies and faith talking tunes. And I want to tell you something. I have been walking with the Lord a long time, and I've learned a lot about healing. I was proclaiming in the courts of heaven every day. I was doing everything I knew, but a major part of my healing came when I got healed of the root of love in my own life. I had to overcome fear. You know, fear is actually a tormentor, according to 1 John 4.18. And I had some traumatic things happen to me. And, you know, as I went through this, I have had some friends who walked alongside of me and help me out. But I just want to say this right now. First of all, if you need to get healed, this is your time. This is going to be an exciting podcast for you because I've got a special guest with me who specializes in this. Her name is Joan Hunter. She's been a friend of mine for a number of years. She has an amazing gift and ministry. She's a healing evangelist. She's written books. She's been on TV. She's got her own TV show right now. But she's also walked alongside of me during this time. And there was times when I'd call Joan and she would pray for me on the phone. I'd go to her meetings and I remember calling off. Couldn't go. I was so sick once. I couldn't go to a healing meeting. Wow. How many ministers call off sick from a healing meeting? You know, anyway, I'm just kidding. But let me just say, we have everything we need in Jesus. God raised Jesus from the dead. He gave us the power. And, you know, the enemy is over attacking people right now because we're on the verge of something big. God doesn't want us to be sick. He wants to heal us, and we got to step in to this time. And so Joan Hunter and I have been friends for a long time. I know that she stands alone on her own, but maybe you recognize her name. She's the daughter of legendary Charles and Francis Hunter, the happy hunters who were the cornerstones of the charismatic healing movement back in the 60s and 70s. 
Joan's written over 12 books. Like I said before, she's been on TV. But right now, I want to welcome Joan to the show. Well, thank you so much. I just love you, Doug, and I'm just so excited to be a part of your life and your ministry and all that God is doing in and through you. Yeah, we've known each other for quite some time. We have. We've walked together through thick and thin, mostly yes, thick, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly we've cried thick. together, laughed together, and <laughs> stayed up all night together and all yeah. kinds of crazy fun stuff. Well, just tell our, our listeners a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Okay. Uh, well, I've been in, in healing ministry approximately 45 years, which is a long time, but it just seems like a couple. And I've seen a lot of things uh, in my life that I've seen actually lifetimes worth of uh, miracles. Uh, traveling with my parents, Charles and Francis Hunter, for about 35 years, traveling the world, uh, over 30 countries with them. And uh, and so it's just been really, really awesome to see the miracles and, and to see 100 people at a time getting out of wheelchairs that the world had never given them any hope and uh so we had a large offering of of wheelchairs that day that wow. was awesome yeah and you know, uh, wow well, that was when you were growing up right well, um, mom and dad got married when I was 16. We got the baptism when I was like 18. I personally got it when I was 19. Wow. And and that's when the power of God really hit. Yeah. And which is like really, really, really awesome. And, uh, you know, I was like, we're going to have a miracle service. What's a miracle service? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's a time when you actually pray for people in the service and they get healed, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, but I've seen a lot with them, you know, started traveling with them when I was approximately 20, 21 years old. And out of you know, out of I had done the college, and so I was doing that, and uh, and saw so many things. It was just really awesome. You know, I remember the first time people, are, you know, you're listening to me. You may know who I am. You may not know who I am, but I remember the first time I was praying for somebody. I was probably about 21, maybe 22 years old. And there were so many people to pray for. Mom just says, go over and you take that line of people. I'm like, ah, you know. So I prayed for the first person. And she got slain in the spirit, and I pray for the next one. They got slain in the spirit, and down the road, and and, uh, and all of a sudden, the first person is getting up off the floor, screaming, like screaming her guts out. And so I said, "What's going on? What happened? Are you okay? I can see, I can see, <laughs> because she was blind, and you know, and she's like, I can see. I'm like, Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure you can see? Uh, I remember what? that so plainly. Wow, what uh, a DNA, is, though. I mean, this is your DNA, and it, you know, it flows from you. You get around Joan. I'm telling you, this stuff flows from her. That's why I'm so <laughs> excited because there's something that's going to happen on the show." She's got a word. She's got to release something over us. But your ministry, though, uh, tell us a little bit about you know where you are and what you do. Well, the headquarters is in Tomball, Texas, which is northwest Houston. And we have a building here, which is 18,000 square feet on 14 acres of land. And it's housing right now over 50 of the Hurricane Harvey responders that are here doing a lot of the cleanup here in the area. They They sleep here. They go out in the morning and uh, pray for people, do their houses, and then come back and meet and, and take a shower and eat and go back out the next morning. Um, and it's so awesome how many of them, because it's a turnover of people that can give three days or three weeks, you know, but they're coming in, they're getting healed. And this is so cool when, when you were here the first time that you prophesied this would be an oasis of love. And they're calling the people. They're saying, I, I'd like to come and, and, you know, donate my time. Is there a place to stay? 
And they said, yeah, there's this place in Houston. They've opened it up for us. It's so amazing. Is you can feel the power of God. You can just feel the love. You walk in and you just feel warm and fuzzy all over. And they walk in there and they go, they're right. They're right. And this is an oasis of love, more so than ever in the history of this building. We've been here for about five years. And as you prophesied that this would be a place, a place of refuge where people would come to for love, and they're coming in, and I mean, they're sleeping on the floor, they're sleeping, sleeping, sleeping bags, you know, throughout the sanctuary and stuff. And uh, so it's a good thing we have chairs that we can move them out of the way. But how, how they have come in, and they are experiencing the love, God's love, which I know is your heart and my heart. Uh, they're experiencing God's love and peace. And then when they go out literally into the world of hell, yeah. of devastation, and then they come back, and they get rejuvenated every night, even just when they walk in the door, wow. uh, because it's a place of refuge, which is exactly what you prophesied. I remember that. You know, probably four years ago or yep. something, and uh, and it was just so much fun, and it's kind of a neat thing, and a little background where I'm concerned is that 17, 18 years ago, I was faced with divorce after 25 years of marriage. Long story short, my husband was living alternative lifestyle. And we were pastoring a church and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, after standing, praying, and believing for many, many years, God released me to get the divorce. Get divorced. Two days after the divorce, I'm diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, no. So my life was over. My finances was over. I was a wreck emotionally. And 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 we lost our home. We lost the church. You know, literally lost everything. And and I'm like, you know, I'm a I'm a crying mess. And that's just really an understatement. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, God, you'll never use me again. Number one, I'm divorced. Number two, it's okay because I'm going to die anyway because we get that sentence of cancer, and we tend to just die. But but as I'm laying there, I'm like, no, I got four really, really good reasons to live, and that's Charity Spice, Melody, and Abigail, my four daughters. Wow. And so at that point, I'm like, no, I'm going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. But in the natural, there was no way I could make it in any of those ways. And, and so I went after God, and I said, God, I can live without a breast, but I can't live with a broken heart. And I went after getting my heart, you know, completely healed, and God healed it. You know, and this is some of the different things where I've ministered to you about is really, really getting our heart healed, getting our soul wounds healed, not just scarred over, but gone and only God can do that, which is like really awesome. And uh, so, and so I went and I was, you know, getting all that, working on my heart and getting rid of the worry, the bitterness, resentment, betrayal, abandonment, and the list goes on. And so I thought, I need to go back to the oncologist. I just can't forget this, you know? And so I go back and they go, two hours later, they're going, we can't find it. We don't know what happened to it. Oh my and it's, it was, it's gone. No, no chemo, no radiation, no, you know, surgery, no nothing. It was just completely gone. And I'm like, this is like so awesome. Number one, I'm healed. I confessed. I declared that I was healed and that I was going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I did not, I spoke that I was healed, but I didn't speak without medication, without surgery, without, and it's like, <laughs> I just need to go back and kind of see what's going on. So through that process, because we all go through processes, but through that process, I'm able to teach others how to get rid of any magnets to sickness. What opens a door for sickness? Worry, betrayal, stress, trauma, things like that. 
And I wrote a book called Power to Heal, which talks about getting rid of all of those what I call roots. Uh, if you're from the Northwest, it's roots. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, so the roots, the, all the roots of sickness, anything that may be a magnetism to get sick. And, and it, once we lose that, you know, that magnetism, we don't have to get sick anymore. Because, like, I don't get sick. And I'm 64 years old. 64-year-old women... They'll diagnose you with PMS or, you know, the different things that's going on in life and menopause and and all the the hell that goes with that. And I'm like, thank you very much. I appreciate your opinion. And I say goodbye. I walk out, put my hand over my head and wave it and say, I cut those words off in Jesus' name. I'm going to skip menopause. Well, I've skipped it. Wow. And we do not have to succumb to the sicknesses that the world says is expected of us. That's right. Well, you know, it's allergy season, you know, that type of thing. And uh, and you expect it every year. In 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 that process, you know, and I'm going to do three three segments uh, real briefly here. And what happened in my life, I knew, I really knew that I could never be used of God again. I really knew in my heart that I could never, you know, write a book. I was told I was dumb, stupid, ignorant, retarded, never be able to read or write. I've got number 19 book, 19, 20, and 21 coming out next year which is like awesome in itself. And that truly is a miracle. And then we've got, uh, you know, every, literally I lost everything. I lost hope. Uh, I lost energy, probably chronic fatigue syndrome, um, unbelievable trauma in my life, knowing I would never make it without him, codependency, and knowing I could not ever come back. And the same thing's going on right now here in the Houston, South Texas area, and then again also in Florida. And it's like, let's just pack up and leave. Let's just flat get out of here and, uh, you know, and just leave everything behind or just quit. And, you know, there's a lot of emotional situations going on right now with the trauma, with devastation, with, you know, like we went, saw one guy and he says, I never thought I would see my entire life outside on my sidewalk. And I mean, heart-wrenching stories that they know they'll never recover from. And so we're there sending people out, praying for them, praying for restoration and things like that. Fairly recently, I was in New York and I went to the site of where the World Trade Centers, the three buildings used to be. 9-11-2001, at that point, they knew there's no way we could rebuild, that this was going to totally destroy America. This was the major entrance for terrorism into America. And the list goes on. And so recently there, how they have this fountain, absolutely gorgeous. If you've not gone, you need to do that. Buildings that are back in its place, even more beautiful than the other ones were. And, and the actual main block of the main building that came down is this inverted fountain, meaning that the water actually goes into like an abyss. I have no idea how far down it goes, uh, but I would say probably several hundred feet into the ground. And then there's, of course, the people's names who passed away during that day. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, they never, ever thought they would recover. But, you know, Wall Street is back, World Trade Center is there, et cetera, et cetera. I'm doing better than I ever thought I would ever, ever do. And Houston, as we say, Texas strong. And it's the love of God that has caused people to come together for healing. For healing 
in New York for healing of my own personal life, for healing of what is happening here in the Houston area, uh, South Texas area, and in Florida. And the as it's so neat, some of the different sayings that people are having is that there's more love in Texas than water. And there was like 750 trillion gallons of water dropped in approximately 24 hours here. That's a lot of love. Yeah, we had about 60 inches at our house and ministry. Wow. In about a 24 to 36 hour time period. That's like unheard of. Yeah. But I just want to encourage the people that are listening that even though you might feel that you're in that abyss, you're in absolutely complete devastation, that today is a day for God to resurrect you. Today is a day for God to touch your heart and heal you of all the trauma and the loss. And so many people have lost so much. Am I referring to the hurricane victims? And I re- Am I referring to 9-11? Yes, but not exclusively. I'm referring to you. And the things that we have all lost in our life, uh, you know, time and, and different things like that, it's been amazing how God is restoring every single one to all of us. And and I just I just want to take a moment and pray that over you. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that every single person that is within the sound of my voice, whenever this is aired, Father, touch their heart, heal their heart, heal them of any trauma, of lack, of betrayal and abandonment, and just incredible, incredible loneliness. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just speak peace over each one. Father, I thank you that you are the God that restores. And right now, Father, I thank you for completely restoring everything, multiplied back to them, everything that the enemy has stolen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, your story is amazing. Well, first of all, and I really love the way you just, you ooze with hope. Now, you said that you had a few things that you wanted to cover because I I really feel like you have something that's going to take this to the next level for people. Well, somebody, one of the guys that came in here the other day, he said, um, he saw the sign out on the the marquee outside and it says, you know, that we're going to do a healing school. He goes, so you really think you can teach healing? And I'm like, um... I actually know that I can because I've been doing it for 45 years along with my parents. He says, so you really think you can teach this healing stuff? And uh, not in a, in a smart aleck way, but and he's never heard of that before. He says, I pray for a whole bunch of people and they don't get healed. I said, let me tell you, I pray for a whole bunch of people and they all get healed. And, uh, and they're going, he goes, really? And, uh, and I said, yeah, uh, the difference is knowledge. And he goes, knowledge. I said, yeah, you got all the anointing you need because Jesus is on the inside of you. And I said, you just need the knowledge and to feed your spirit, man, on, I'm use lack of, of, for better terms, know what to say. And I said, you're going to see as a result of what I'm going to tell you here in the next three minutes, you're going to see the number of people that get healed when you go out, increase to a whole new level, whether it's, you know, here in Houston or wherever you're from, because I don't remember what he was from, actually. And uh, so... I said, I said, for example, do you have pain in your body? He says, yeah. And I said, where? He says, I need a rotator cuff, which I thought was kind of cute because you use your shoulders a lot when you're doing tear outs of all these homes down here. And he says, yeah, I've just, I wrecked my, my shoulder and, uh, you know, need a new rotator cuff. And I said, okay. So I said, now watch this. So I put my hand on his shoulder and I cursed the trauma from when he originally heard it. And he said, your memory because our bodies remember the pain 
even though there's it may not be any reason for it to hurt, it will remember the pain. And I just said, I speak a new shoulder in Jesus' name. And so I said, now say, thank you, Jesus. He goes, thank you, Jesus. I said, now, and I raised my hand. I said, now say, thank you, Jesus. So he raised his arm up, and then he kept looking at his shoulder. He couldn't figure out how come his shoulder didn't hurt. Wow. And and I said, see how simple that was? And I said, not to take away from the healing power of God, but but what God wants you to do is he wants you to come in, know that you walk in that authority, and curse any kind of trauma that it might be, because you have the power to curse, you have power to curse or bless, then at that point, command in the name of Jesus a new shoulder, because we have the authority. Not, well, maybe God, it might be, I hope so, maybe kind of be your will. No, get in there, because you have the authority of Jesus Christ, that we in turn are going to be made strong, that we're, we have the authority, that we can cast out devils, we can lay hands on the sick, and see, and, and one of the scriptures is that as a believer, we're going to go to the highways and the byways, compel them to come, okay, lead them into Jesus. Number two, that we're going to lay hands on the sick, and it doesn't end there. We're going to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Then it says you're going to cast out demons, and then it's in, in his name, and then the, the fourth one is that you can eat any deadly thing that shall not harm you, so you're called to the mission field too, see? So it works out all the areas. And uh, But this is the elementary stuff. This is not when you've been a Christian for 30 years, you might start praying. No, this starts now. Once you get saved, you can do this. And and so I just want to encourage everybody that, you know what? Everybody within the sound of my voice is called to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. If you're worried about the healing, you're worried about what if they don't get healed, things like that, you're d- taking on the responsibility of the healing. Your job is to pray for the sick, lay hands on the sick, and watch them get healed as Jesus heals them right in front of you. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm ready to go out and have I'm, a miracle service. I'm all right. My, <laughs> my hands are getting warm, and uh, the feel the anointing. The presence of God is here. And, you know, when you when you talk about this, now I've been in, in meeting after meeting with you where I've seen you do this, and you, you bring the line up, and you see people literally get healed of these things. I watch, uh, actually, last meeting we were in, you did something with my wife's back, and she even got taller. Yeah, she got her height restored. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, two or, yeah, two or three inches of wear and tear. By the time you get like 50 years old, you've got a lot of wear and tear on your neck and your back area. And uh, she did have a little bit of pain. So I put my hands around her neck and commanded complete restoration of her spine. And her whole spine just straightened up, and she got taller. And it was just like, better than a back massage, better than a back replacement, but God just totally healed her. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see that, you know, 50 or a hundred times in a service. Right. Because rare is a person that's say 50 years old that doesn't slouch, that doesn't need their disc to be pumped up again. And uh, so it's just very fun. Yeah. I love it. Everybody goes, ah! And so that first part now you talk about cursing that trauma, right? And going right. back to that area. Mm-hmm. So uh, most people have something. Is that what you're saying? That there's probably a root issue? We've all gone through trauma, period. Number one. Number two is, for example, um, this guy, I was fairly fairly recently ministering to him. He had fallen 38 years ago on his head, split his head open, had his head surgically you know, put back together, etc. 38 years, excruciating pain, round the clock. So I come up there, and he goes... 38 years of this, you know, the pain. I mean, and it, it just became a part of his life. He just has learned to live with it his entire life. And so, so I said, okay, well, let's get rid of it. He's like, yeah, 
okay, whatever. So I laid my hands on him, cursed the trauma from when it originally started because the trauma, once again, will hold on to the pain. Cellular memory, because our bodies are so amazing that it remembers every bad thing that's happened and every good thing that has happened to our bodies. And so I commanded that to go uh, and all the pain to go in Jesus' name. And I said, say, thank you, Jesus. So he, he said, he started smiling and he started saying, thank you, Jesus. He started knocking his head like an older brother did to me. Knock, 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 knock on his head. <laughs> and he's like, it, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I said, it's not supposed to. But I, my face is still numb. I said, you didn't tell me about your face. Because I, I believe very much in praying very, very specifically. So he says, I haven't had feeling in my face in 38 years either. I said, okay. So I took my fingers and I touched about from about outside the ear area, took it down to uh, the, the chin. And I said, name of Jesus, I command all the paralysis and to go, pain to go, and the feeling to be restored. And as I got halfway, he grinned so big because it all the feeling came back instantly. That's amazing. Did I have any doubt that he was going to get healed? Absolutely none. And, well, that's because you've been doing it so long. Yeah, that's something to do with it. But you know what? When you go in knowing that God, through Jesus Christ, is going to heal them, it's going to make it a whole lot easier on you. Yeah, absolutely. I am so excited because this, uh, as as Doug was saying earlier, that he feels the anointing even, even through the airwaves right now as we're recording this. And I believe that as you listen, you're going to feel the anointing go through. You're going to feel the power go through. You're going to feel the knowledge and wisdom and the desire. The Word says to stir up the gifts that are within you by the laying on of hands. So I'm laying my hands on you in the spirit realm right now in Jesus' name to stir up the gifts that are within you as you lay your hands on yourself and as you you lay hands on others, stirring up the gifts that are within you by the laying on of hands. So, Father, I thank you for the revelation that they're receiving. I thank you, Father, that they're getting a greater impartation of your love, of your power, of your wisdom. Father, I just thank you. I thank you that what they have heard today will resonate within their spirit, that you're going to use them in a mighty way, that they're going to see so many people healed through the revelations that they have received today in regard, just if nothing else, to the spirit of trauma and dealing with that. So, Father, I thank you for multiplying your anointing through every single listener in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Another incredible area is the revelation of stress, the amount of stress and what stress can do to you. Stress produces hormones that kill and call actually they call it stress hormones that destroy the immune system and so 85 percent of the people in the in america have a compromised immune system brought on because of so much stress well you had a hurricane you had all that stuff you know and just life or car accident or life or death and all that adds a lot of stress and and stress hormones the only way to destroy stress hormones is through laughter and you get the endorphins or you can pray and ask God to remove the damage that stress has caused on your body. I personally believe that stress, worry, and things like that are the number one cause of breast cancer. 
And that's what mainly opened up the door for the breast cancer for me. And uh, I've never known anybody with breast cancer that wasn't like what I would call a worry wart. And so when you get this revelation, and so some of you have had stressful times on your job, different situations that can happen, traumatic or whatever, it can bring on fibromyalgia, all kinds of emotional problems, uh, hormonal problems, different things like that. But when you understand the purpose of stress, I believe, is to annihilate the body. And that's basically what it does. And lack of sleep, different things like that. And we need to go after the stress in our life, in our body, meaning that, Father, I can't fix my husband. God, you know I've done all I can to fix him, but I can't fix him. So I lay him on your altar. I release him to you. Show me how to be a better wife. Same thing works with, you know, with putting your wife on the altar. We've all tried to fix our children, especially our adult children. And the more you try, the more they will rebel. And they did when I tried to fix them right after the divorce. And I tried to heal them. I tried to do all that kind of stuff. But my job is not to lead them to Jesus when they're 35. My job is to love them to Jesus. And the word says, train up a child when he's young. And then when he's old, he shall not depart from it. And it's like, even when my children have done something wrong, they go, mom, I know this is wrong. I know you don't approve of this, but, okay, so I don't need to tell them what they're doing is wrong, what they're doing is sin. They know that. They know that. And when you say, Father, you know, remember, he's yours. I put him on your altar. I gave him to you. You know, there was a situation, and this is actually a miracle that happened today. I will leave out the the fine details, but there was a really horrific situation getting ready to happen next month with uh, my friend's son and uh, a decision that he's made for to do, and it was making her sick. And I said, don't let it make you sick. Don't, 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 oh, stop that, you know, <laughs> and granted, I, w- I would have the same problem. I would have a really hard time dealing with it. So I I just let her in the prayer. I had to remind her of the prayer a few times. I can't fix him. I lay him on your altar, you know, and uh, the target date officially of two hours ago was completely canceled. Wow. And we're all running around doing happy dance because God did it. God did it. Yeah. Not because of a mommy finger. God did it. And and the thing is, it's like we can allow the stress to destroy us or we can give it to God. Father, I can't fix my finances. I've done all I know to do. Father, show me how to handle my finances better. And Father, I lay him on your altar and release him to you. I lay all the debt on the altar and release it to you. And when you do start doing these things, you're going to see incredible things turn around. I can't even begin to tell you. It's just been amazing. Yeah. So I I really love the way you've kind of tied these things together. And the Lord spoke to me that there would be three waves. And you even said something about it when we were talking ahead of time. There would be like three waves that was going to come. Your first one was like the restoration of hope and with 9-11. And then you went into the equipping and the trauma and the, you know to what to look for. And then now you're dealing with the, the really root issue here, stress. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, do, have you seen any specific things that can help with this? To help get rid of it? Yeah. Or, number or, one. Yeah, go ahead. Number one, prayer. Number two, 
lay it on the altar, this different situations, because people get really stressed out about their finances. People get really stressed out about relationships. And the more you think about that, the harder it's going to be and the more it will affect your body. People like side effects are acid reflux, strokes, heart attacks, all those kind of things because of stress. And, you know, eating in a hurry, not taking time to eat, you know, different things like that. And when you understand that our bodies are not made to handle the stress. Right. And as we give things to God, I, you know, I mean, even if you're upset about your health or worried about your health, Father, I, I can't fix myself. I can't heal myself. I can't heal my child. So, Father, I lay it on your altar and I release that to you. I'm, I'm going to quit worrying. I'm going to keep praying, but I'm going to quit worrying. And yeah, that will actually extend your life. It will make food taste better. <laughs> a lot of other things like that. Yeah. You know, I think that's part of what the Lord led me into and my recovery process. You know, it's been I've been walking out my healing for sure. And the Lord said I needed to enter into his rest. Well, my last name starts with an A. I'm a type A. And it really was, it wasn't easy to enter into that place of not doing anything. I'm not talking about not doing anything at all. It's like I was still working. But I had no expectation of it. It was, it was something, I don't know, there was some kind of stress that got relief from me. Once I realized it's not mine, it's God's. Even my healing, it was God's. Mm-hmm. And it was something about entering into the Lord's rest. I, it, I I don't know if you're referring to the Lord's rest in here or not, but I know that that's what's happened to me. Absolutely. And you can enter into the Lord's rest by not worrying about the different things anymore. You can still be busy, but and I understand there's two there's two avenues here. You can still be busy, but you can be in the rest of the Lord and be restored and not being sidetracked with all the other stuff. And when you really truly rest in the Lord, God will turn the situations around as only he can. Yeah. Yeah. You know what was kind of, it was really weird because this last May, I think, you know, four months ago, uh, the Lord spoke to me to really take time. You want to get healed, get, take time. And you know, in the last six months, I've on a re- big recovery. I had lost 30, more than 30 pounds. I'd gone down to 130. You know, I've gained 20, over 20 back now. And it was part of that. I know. My clothes don't fit now. Most people have to throw out their fat clothes or donate them. I actually have to donate my skinny clothes now. See, now you can get new clothes and keep them. And keep them. Right. That's so so awesome. Because I went through that chemical sensitivity time where I couldn't, I really couldn't wear clothes. It was such a, a, a difficult time, but it came when I did this, I entered into the Lord's rest. I got rid of stress, and I said, Lord, I can't do this. You know, we, we'll go bankrupt, and I don't know what's happened, but I haven't really done anything. I haven't traveled or anything for four months. I haven't done anything major, but you know what? We're making it. We're making it. We're not only making it. God is making it for us. He's gone ahead of us, so I just want to encourage everybody right now, because we're facing we're facing turmoil, we're, we're facing wars, rumors of wars, floods, fires, earthquakes. We're facing cancers, we're facing trauma and terrorism everywhere. This is the time, friends, to enter into that rest. And what Joan has been sharing is that our sicknesses, now you'll see this, the medical industry, you know, God bless them. 
but they're creating drugs really to to try to fix the things that can be healed by rest and less stress and getting mm-hmm. rid of the traumas and getting rid of those demons and eating better and eating better taking care of yourself yeah it's just amazing Joan has such an amazing, I, I don't know, uh, you have like a, an entire smorgasbord, uh, especially with your books, you know, and everything. Tell us a little bit more about how to get in touch with you and what you have to offer. Well, I have lots of books to choose from, healing, uh, teaching on healing of body, mind, soul, spirit, and finances, and uh, joanhunter.org, nice and easy. I have Joan Hunter public page. I also have Miracles Happen. Uh, public page on Facebook, and uh, I have a Joan Hunter app, getting all, all caught up all this exciting stuff going on now. But lots and lots of really awesome things are happening. We do a lot of our meetings through streaming. I just thank God for streaming, whether audio or audio video and different things like that. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Yeah. What uh, God's now, doing. do you have any kind of schools or anything like that that people can yes. come to and get trained? I do. Twice a year in the Houston area, we have our uh, healing school certification along with the option if you would like to be ordained. You can get information on that through the website. Once again, Joan Hunter, J-O-A-N-H-U-N-T-E-R dot org. Our next one will be April and then after that, September. All right. And now, um, are you on social media? Yes, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Joan Hunter 153. And then once again, public page of Joan Hunter and Uh Miracles Happen and love it. Just think it's awesome. I love you. You have been such a blessing to me and my family and you've just really been part of my healing. You're part of my family. I know. Yay. It's amazing. So glad you could be on Spirit Connection Podcast. Okay, everybody, check out Joan Hunter's stuff. And I just want to say thanks to Joan for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Anytime. All right. God bless you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.